0: This could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello, and welcome to Lewis Black's Rantcast, number 121, entitled Day Late, Dollar Short. Or uh, Don't Take Your Eye Off The Ball. Or we could have called it uh, Stop Looking At Your Balls. Or Pay Attention, Please. Uh, and I'm calling it this in response to the fact that uh, the government, uh, Congress, is just getting around. To, um, to working on a railway safety act that they're hoping to pass really quickly. So it'll have a lot of glitches in it, I'm fucking sure. And especially after the railroads come on in and railroad their way through, uh, through that legislation. We just get around to it. We just decide, wow, man... Boy, that railway safety, that's something we should take a look at because uh, we had that uh, big thing happen in East Palestine and the people are really upset. Are you fucking kidding me? We do this constantly. Oh, boy, it's really a surprise. It's not a surprise. It's sitting in front of your fucking face. Even even the good people of uh, Ohio, even their, their government, just kind of went, wow, we got all these trains coming through. We ought to really deal with this stuff. And then they have another crash. And let's see if that moves them any faster. You know, they don't seem, they don't seem to move quickly in terms of uh, after, what, we're in the 90th, uh, you, know, uh, you know, mass shooting. 90th or something like that, you know? We're, how many, we're way ahead of schedule uh, when it comes to those kind of things. You know, and, and does anything come, come from that? Nothing. And then eventually we'll do it. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's the, you know, that's the absolute proof of a day late, a dollar short in the way we operate. Okay. And I don't give a shit. It's not up for argument. Okay. And I've been through it. So let's get to the fucking trains. (laughs) You know, I used to have a, I used to have trains as a kid. I, I mean, quite exciting. I love trains. I love being on trains. I love, I love, I have, I happen to have a great affection for Amtrak and I'm, going to be going to Europe and I'm going to hoping to get on a few trains there they're great it's a great way to travel but boy you know one would think we might regulate uh, the the fucking trains we one would have thought something would have been in place that I mean it's an embarrassment and it, and, and it always comes late it inevitably it's we 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 do it later you know uh, we, we 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 we're always kind of oh we should have thought of that, God I can't believe it, really all those chemicals traveling through a state on a on a fucking go look at the railroad tracks, and a and and go look at a goddamn fucking thing that's carrying a toxic shit, and then wonder how it's it's a, you know not a miracle it gets from one end of the country to the other, you know. It's funny we and we we had no r- railway safety law, nothing, no railway safety act. Oh, but now we will. It's extraordinary to me, and and the reason in part is because the uh, the trains themselves were of course watching over themselves, and they came up with precision railroad scheduling. I have to look at this because my mind can't fucking remember it because it would fucking explode. So under precision railroad scheduling, which sounds like, oh, uh, you know, that that might be smart, you know, to be so precise that you really are nailing uh, the way in which we're we're doing our train scheduling. And so there wouldn't be a problem. Well, it made that that fucking thing. Precision railroad scheduling means this is what it means. The trains became longer because shit. And I, you know, I've talked about it last week. They're massive. They're fucking Endless. They they and since the trades were longer they reduced the staff because that's what you do when you make something bigger and longer and more. Whenever you have more, you want to uh, uh, overseen by less people. That's inevitable. That's that's a kind of a intelligence, and it's all for cash. Okay, that we're now gonna fucking spend through the, the you know that they're gonna spend, and don't think that we're not gonna end up having to to back up their spending somehow, uh, that Norfolk Southern will have to fucking spill out some cash, but they won't give enough. And it, eventually, uh, you know, the, the, the state of Ohio and the, and the United States will have to help fucking fund this thing. Okay. And, and because you couldn't pay, you know, what 10 other people, 20, whatever you need it. Not that it would have helped in this crash. And they, uh, they also uh, scrapped safety inspectors. They scrapped, you heard me, safety inspectors. They scrapped safety inspectors so they wouldn't have to pay them. They put the, uh, now, in, I've started reading this recently, so, cause I'm. Th- this just is beyond belief. And then they had the, um, used to be the light trains are in the back, the heavy trains are up front. And that way, you know, if there was a problem that the heavy trains would kind of run out, um, and not run, run into the light trains, as we saw in East Palestine. And we saw, I believe, again, in the other crash in Ohio recently. Because what happens is uh, the light trains, you know, kind of start, stop, and then these big-ass trains come in and, and and smash into them, and then it becomes like that, you know, bump. The first one, I can't do this. What am I? I'm demonstrating this. I'm an idiot. Uh, but it's like, bam, then there's another one that comes like that. They were folded up like an accordion, um, spilling over the tracks and just belching shit into the air. And and that doesn't work. I don't know why they decided. Probably because it saved on fuel. Who the fuck knows? But enough is fucking enough. We got to wake the fuck up and start acting like we know what we're doing. Pretend. Okay? Focus. And God knows... If if, if if they can get through this without making it, uh, you know, something that they have to have, the, you know, political football out of it, just do it. Okay? There's no partisanship in this thing. There's no uh, my side, your side. All right? It's our safety. It's the safety of Ohio. Okay? I know it's a, you, you. you probably haven't visited it. They have a really great, amusement park at Sandusky, I'll tell you, by the way. But um, we have to do something in order to protect ourselves, okay? And we need to be protected by those in charge. And they fucking fail on, uh, inevitably every single time. Can't sit down and figure it out? I just saw two schmucks on TV talking about, well, we're doing this, and we're, we're going to get together. We're really figuring this out. It should pass really sh- It should be passed now. It should, it should have been passed years ago. Okay, We're allowed to oversee the safety of our people. It's not socialism in any way, shape, or form to demand of a goddamn company that puts us at risk that they follow some goddamn rules, and that is fucking that from there. Day late, dollar short, all right? Jesus. And even when we got laws, even when we have laws in place, like child labor, we still can't find a way in which to make it impossible. I mean, and who'd have thought, uh, you know, that, that, that kids would be working again, okay? Who'd have thought that? Then they are, apparently, in, in meat meatpacking. At night! In, in the meat fucking packing industry. And even when we have laws in place... OK, it doesn't seem to matter because they, 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 they just found um, there were 100 children, ch- children, children uh, working uh, for a, a, a sanitation group that cleans meatpacking plants. They were in 13 of them. Uh, and apparently the equipment they were working on, which I could have read you this stuff, but it's ludicrous, you know, it, 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 you don't. It, it doesn't matter what they were working on. They shouldn't have been there, and they most of them were doing it apparently at night, and then getting up. Some of them and going to school. But what fucking planet are we on? Okay, that we had a law in place. How does that even happen? So they got fined. Um, the sanitation company, the food sanitation company, got fined one point five million dollars. Not enough. Not fucking enough to scare people. I wonder what their profit was last year, and I'm not looking that up. And I'm, this is the reason I didn't run for Congress. There should be people fucking going, it's not enough fucking money to find them. And if we had a cap on it, then we're really fucking stupid, and we're back to day, late, dollars short. You fucking, they should be, they should be fucking, stop, they literally, they should be, you're, you we are we're gonna keep keep the sanitation group and tell the people who need the sanitation you're gonna pay to have another group come in that you allowed it. What are they are they not fine too? What do they not know? The meat packers? Are you shitting me? You have children working. You broke child labor laws. I, I thought that was a stunner. And in meatpacking plants, which if you when I was a kid, uh I read a book called The Jungle by Upton Sinclair about the meat industry and what a shithole it was. And by God, here we are again. Um, You know, years later, years later, and they're fucking up again and I'm, and I eat meat and I don't point fingers, but it really makes you wonder, um, you know, what am I, you know, I, you know, you yell about, you know, the, uh, the the ones making sneakers in in uh, in Asia, both the kids who were doing that. This is in a meat packing plant. I mean, completely dangerous, uh, and we've got we just we're just not on top of it. How do you allow a hundred children to do that, huh? How do their parents allow it, or if their parents were even around, uh, it's it's beyond disturbing. And uh, it makes for another week that you go. When when are we gonna fucking start paying fuck attention? There we've got we have all of these places. You know you can't. but you can't hire more people to work in these jobs. That's why we need people. Sorry, in the FDA and in the agricultural department. That's how come we need a federal government because they have to oversee this shit. Okay, and every state that has you know a meat packing plant or has some sort of Industry within it should have somebody who at least goes down to check it out. It's insanity. It's rampant insanity and it's tiresome amidst everything else. And then meanwhile, they're, they're down in Florida screaming about books. Really? That's the problem is books. Wow. You talk about taking your eye off the fucking ball. Talk about looking at your balls, but you can't look at your balls. And certainly not, uh, because uh, that would be, uh, that would arouse prurient interest in yourself. And so they would have to take you and, and put you away for a while. It's, I've kind of gone off the, I've, I've gone off the tracks there. Um, uh, also, speaking of balls, <laughs> or or hiding them, uh, or whatever, uh, the, the drag show, I was, I was looking for transition, if, if that, you know, and then you immediately start thinking, this is what I start thinking. Boy, did I say something there that might disturb people out there? And were they going to be disturbed about it? Why? Okay. I think what's more disturbing is, is that uh, the state of Tennessee and a number of other states, apparently 15 uh, as of last count uh, in, that I've saw that um, are uh, in, in no, drag, no drag shows for children no, 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 no. Uh, I didn't know they were doing drag shows for children. Um, but if they're fun, um, and they're, they're afraid of it raising Purian interest, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a drag show for child. Kids get a kick out of it, all right? Um, I, I, you know, they people get a kick out of it. It's in, in it's, it's all over the place now, okay? It's... It's something, it's a form of entertainment, okay? And I don't think there's a, a raging market in Tennessee. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't think anybody's making a fortune off of doing drag shows for children. Um, but if they are, I'm sure they're fun. And if they are prurient, if you don't do a, 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 a sex over sex, drag show for children. Everybody knows that. And if an adult was in the audience, I'm sure that they would go, uh, we can't, you can have to stop this. Uh, you're making my kid crazy. You can't do that. All right? But you, this legislation uh, in which they're just coming after, what was, and this was, uh, I remember uh, Red Skelton, it, there was, he, I believe he dressed in drag and I was just reading, a little bit ago, trying to check on that. That uh, I mean, I remember him being in drag and that Mickey Rooney was in drag. It was, it, was, it was on TV in the 50s. Nobody flipped out. I didn't see it and go, boy, I'm going to, boy, I got to change my sex because, boy, that Mickey Rooney looks great in a dress. I want to be just like him. No. But, it, you know, so for the one out of however many that might see that form of entertainment and say, boy, I want to do that. No, nothing so terrible about that. I'll tell you this: It's in, in New York City. It's it's booming. At the West Bank, where uh, uh, I really kind of uh, made that that transition from uh, playwright to comic, um, in over the past number of years up till the pandemic, it was it was uh, there was drag shows there every night, and uh, some of them, uh, you know, uh, some of them went on. Uh, some of those uh, performers went on to. Uh, to larger careers, Jinx, Jinx Monsoon being one of them, just for me to drop a name, uh, who's going around the country now with the show. And so, uh, uh, but it, it's just, it, 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 God, how do they worry about drag shows? Oh, how much time do you have on your hands and not really uh, worry about the things that need to be worried about? We certainly don't in our news, but apparently this uh, Alex Mur- 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 Murdaugh, which is Alex, well, it's Murdaw, I guess you pronounce it. I've only heard it pronounced every night on the news. Um, is was convicted this uh, uh, last week, and um, they nailed him. Uh, they, it took three hours for the jury after listening to five weeks of testimony go, oh, no, you're out of here. They got him on all, all the murder charges, and uh, he'll be... He'll be going to uh the, the the he'll be going to the pokey you <laughs> know well, the word i've never used and he, they might poke him in the pokey for all we know and once again oh are we making a massive thing about uh, those who are in prison now and that they like to pokey mr mr the guy who was fucking pokeying everybody uh financial level and and wow uh it was unbelievable that it took up to me so much time on television. Uh, I kind of remember they used to have court TV, and they would have that. And that. it seemed to me that's the logical place. You want to watch it? Don't worry about it. There'll be a ton of people who would watch it. Now it was on every nightly news, and I think it's because it I was. I may have upset it, but it was a you know like oh we need a live stream for the news, and so this is the story. It's a story that seemed to catch the nation's eye. It certainly my, caught my friend Kathleen Madigan's eye, um, and uh, she followed it kind of intently through a podcast uh, that she really liked. And uh, I know a number of others who did, but I don't think it's national news. But they nailed him, and I think, I mean, what was I think what was important about nailing him was the thing of the entitled don't get to get away with murder. That's simple, very simple sentence. And, uh, you know, just because he had that position in the wealth, nope, but he did a hundred other crimes, you know, I wonder if he hadn't, um, or, you know, if, uh, if he, if he hadn't done the other crimes, if they would have caught him. Uh, but that certainly was kind of damning in evidence that, uh, he, uh, they had the visual of him, moments, you know, hanging around the dogs in the sheds there on his property just a little bit before the murder saw that. And then the the millions of dollars that he didn't seem to show that much remorse about taking from uh, from some of his friends and his clients. But, but should it have been... I mean, I was watching a news show the other day, and it's news, and, oh, we're going to go to the He's on the stand. We're going to watch this. Why? Unless you want to watch it. It's news. I mean, I, I know it's a great story. It, it captured the nation's attention. One would have thought that the uh, the various uh, news agencies that we seem to have that clomp around out there uh, might have used that time instead of uh, on this trial uh, they might have, uh, you know, wanted to spend maybe a, maybe five minutes a day on uh, a, a, a possible, you know, why are things going so wrong uh, on the border? Why are we having such difficulty coming up with a, um, a proper immigration law? Uh, what could we do to get there? How is it possible? Okay. That might have been nice. There's a few other fucking major news stories that they might have spent more time on. With, and, and, and analyzed, not fucking gone on and proselytized, analyzed what the problem is and how to solve it. Because that's what we need from you in the news. Not whether Alex Murdaugh is, we'll find out. There'll be plenty of places to see it. There'll always be, uh, set up a channel for it. I don't give a shit. You know, people like to watch that stuff. I don't blame them. Uh, it's not my, but I've, I've never kind of taken an interest in it. But uh, I found myself standing, you know, all of a sudden you're sitting there going, oh, oh look at that. Wow, he is a douchebag. But uh, moving on, speaking of douchebags, look at my segues today. Pretty excited by them. Uh, we have uh, Rupert Murdoch and uh, the good folks at Fox News, and he acknowledged, I'm going to get this right. So this would have been a court case that might have been interesting to, to follow. The one, the, the, uh, the Murdoch case with Fox uh, in which Rupert Murdoch, the chairman of the conservative media company that owns Fox, acknowledged in a deposition that several hosts for his networks promoted the false narrative, really, that the 2020 election was stolen from former President Donald Trump And that he could have stopped them, but didn't. Court documents released on Monday. That should have come to us sooner. That should have been shown to us at a trial. Okay? So that you could see him and have him make the statement. And then gone to all of the people and asked them how they felt about that. About lying. And and how does he get to keep running a goddamn fucking uh, media empire? He told you... He's watching them lie, and he's endorsing the lie. Okay? That's not news. Bullshit on a stick. Son of a bitch. And that's enough of this. Okay? I got a few things to wrap up with. Always uh, fascinating stuff from the good folks at The Week. Florida's, uh, here we go. (laughs) In, In the banned books, are you fucking kidding me category, Uh, Florida's Duval County School District has removed a biography, Roberto Clemente, and for those of you who don't know, a tremendous, tremendous ball player uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, outfielder, uh, great hitter, and just a great human being, uh, apparently, uh, if you ever get a chance to to take a quick look uh, at his accomplishments, uh, not just on the field, but off the field, as they say. And they have removed the biography of him from its shelves because sections detailing the racism faced by the black Puerto Rican baseball legend may violate Ron DeSantis's Stop Woke Act. The act prohibits schools from exposing students to material that could cause racial anguish. I'll say this time and again, um, a child reading this would not feel that they were someone who was... Um, you know, being uh, you know, was was uh, uh, being racist toward. They would separate themselves. They have that ability to separate. I guess un, unlike Mr. DeSantis, he has a difficult time separating himself. Doesn't have a you know from from these things. He certainly has a great time, an easy time separating himself from reality. I mean, this is ridiculous. That you know that that a child's going to read this. It's important. The guy came out of Puerto Rico and, uh, and, and made it to the top of the baseball world. It's nothing but inspiring. Okay. And he made it through getting racism is, is bullying. Okay. If you can't figure that out, you fucking idiots. Uh, you know, that's why a child should read the book. They don't see it as that. They see it as somebody who's, who's being taunted for, for idiotic reasons. Stupid. No reason for it. None. And that, that they would take this book out of the school. The act um, and, and, and the district says a certified media specialist. I'd like to know what that is. Huh? Who certifies somebody? Okay, go in there and read it. They're gonna. What are they gonna read? Okay. Wow. Read the uh, uh, read a read a They're gonna what? Read the book of an American. They're gonna read a what what? A certified media specialist. What the fuck does that mean? Huh? Is that somebody knows, you know, it's, it's Roberto Clemente. He wrote a biography. It's a biography. Okay. It's not a diatribe about racism, which also, if a child wants to read it, they should be allowed to read it. Okay. It's, 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 it's this shit's got to stop. It really does. Especially that, that kind of uh, nonsense that, um, in terms of banning books. That, in a sense, is like, it's like burning a book. The book disappears, okay? And that's enough of that, <laughs> okay? That's really, I hope your week is a good one. I really do. Um, we're going to be reading you some, uh, have some great rants written by uh, the good folks of Skokie. It was the second night I was there, which was uh, S- September, uh, 28th. And that was 19, nineteen September 28th, 2019. I'll be returning there uh, on March 24th and 25th. Uh, and in Skokie at the, uh, the North shore performing arts center. I believe that's what it's called. I hope I'm right. Uh, and, um, we will, uh, then be heading on to Nashville, Indiana. That's right. So, uh, I do think you'll enjoy these rants. Uh, the, the folks in Skokie are, are are very bright as you and uh, and and all have something to say, something that irritates them. As I'm sure that the rest of you do. So keep getting those rants in. I will continue to to read them from here in my uh, from here in my cable access studio. Once again, it's been a pleasure spending time with you. Thank you for uh, letting me into your computers. <laughs> And joining you for uh, for a bit of time. And it's always a pleasure. And I can't tell you what it means to me because it means too much. It really does. Uh, so thank you. Take care of each other.
1: It's important. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
0: Once again, we're back in Skokie at the North Shore Performing Arts Center, and uh, we had a delightful day today. just d- 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 delightful. <laughs> Fall is coming, and all of it's fucking, and we left, we left Rapid City like two weeks ago. We left the uh, Bismarck and the Dakotas, and-, and they've had eight feet of snow. Oh, fuck. I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not- I just, I can't. I'm- Fuck. <laughs> but if, uh, for those of you who ever think, boy, uh, where should I go, it would be a good spot if I'm if, I'm in, if, I, want, if I kinda wanna be near Chicago and not go there. <laughs> this might be the place. <laughs> It's one of the last places where people still seem to go to a mall. (laughs) I'm surrounded by malls. And literally, right literally a block from where I'm standing, and and many of you, you may want to get some tissues, because this has made my mother cry. You can walk to a Nordstrom. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to go right to this, because there's a lot of stuff that came in. They're not very happy here in Skokie. (laughs) This is from Judy. Judy B., she's here. If my husband tells me what to write down one more time, you'll see him thrown off the balcony. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be a fun finish. Um, okay, last night, um, we had a, a, one of the rants that was sent in was someone who went completely psychotic over the fact of putting um, ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> this is not, this is not what you do in Chicago. No, know Chicago, Chicago has spent, they had a lot of time during long, long, cold winters <laughs> in which to figure out just how to literally, you know, put enough things onto a hot dog that you go, holy fuck, look at all those things that they put on a hot dog. Thousands and thousands of things. Like another city, but no ketchup. And he was enraged by ketchup, and and there must have been something deep-seated and something his mother did, and I didn't want to get into it. (laughs) It was his right to scream and yell about ketchup. I don't put ketchup on hot dogs. You know, I I don't, no, no, it's, it's nothing to be applauded. It's not like, God damn it, son of a bitch. He's expressing his Fifth Amendment right. Do not put ketchup on a hot... T- I just don't, and on eggs, fuck you, that's seriously ill. <laughs> but people do it, people do it. Whatever makes them happy, I don't give a shit. So this is, but this was Michael who's here. And he also, he ended it by talking about taking a churro and putting, uh, A sweet churro and putting a hot churro. I love churros. With the fucking cinnamon. And then he's talked about putting ketchup on it and shoving it down the person's throat who wanted the ketchup on the hot dog. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, hey, look, you should have been here last night. (laughs) So Michael Corsini wrote, Lewis, I was there yesterday, great show, blah, blah, blah. He wrote this in. Now let's get serious. I'll eat ketchup on my goddamn hot dog till I'm 106. Whoever that fuck was who would make me choke on a snail churro must really like the taste of that spiced meat. If you can even call all that byproduct meat to even joke about the delicious cinnamon sugar coating on those freshly fried awesomeness, <laughs> that person must have voted for our leader. <laughs> Keeping along the lines of food, this is from Kara Isaac, and I think this is fascinating. I always love it when people just find something that I'd never thought would <laughs> would trip them and make them enraged. But why can't I fucking have one piece of toast and one pancake? <laughs> why does it have to be two of one or the other? Every time I go to a diner, I ask for one of each, and invariably I get, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. Yes, you can, because you're a restaurant. You know what you can't do? Defy gravity on planet Earth. (laughs) You definitely can't do that. You can give me one that and one pancake. Here's how you do it, morons. Give me one of each and charge me for the fucking pancakes. There, you even made money on the deal because two pancakes have a steeper charge. Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) This is a combination of myself and, uh, James, uh, we, I was looking at the menu tonight. We eat after the show, and myself and James Salkin, who does, who's the one who really makes sure that the rant goes throughout the world. Um, he, we, we wrote this because every time I look at the menu, and I, and he, wrote this down. Why do restaurants say choice of dressing on the menu? And then not list the choices. <laughs> This kind of jeopardy kissing game in my life. How hard is it to say what the fucking dressings are? Okay, these are two back to back. Even Stan, I guess, or Stone, but without the E on the end, so Stan is my guess. That's what you're getting tonight, even. Or Evan, Evan. Even would be with an E, you fucking idiot, Lewis. Evan and Jeff Varda. These are back to back. We live in Evanston, and the social justice mob wants schools to stop celebrating Halloween. (laughs) The main argument is equality. Some kids can't afford costumes. And then the elementary schools in Evanston have canceled Halloween. So Evan, you're behind. No more Halloween at school. No costumes, no nuts, no fun. That's uh, insane. (laughs) No, that really is. You can't fucking, and then meanwhile in Evanston, adults are gonna be wandering around fucking dressed up in Halloween costumes. (laughs) So you basically took that children's holiday and said, fuck you, you little pieces of shit. (laughs) That's really beyond belief. Because some people, some people couldn't afford costumes, then, then tell everybody, instead of cutting it out, tell everybody they have to make a costume. That's what you do. That they can't buy a fucking costume. How simple is that? I never got to wear a costume, okay? I didn't get to wear a costume. Why, because I had to go out for UNICEF. Why, Why? Right? Because my mother was like a fucking, fucking (laughs) taskmaster." Yeah, kids are starving, you little piece of shit. Get out there. What do you mean you want candy? Fuck you. Here's a jar. No, you're not wearing a costume. Put a tie on. (laughs) Stan G, my father-in-law is a right-wing nut job. Who owns too many guns? What can I do? Don't go home for the holidays. (laughs) This is from Tom Curran. This is really great. (laughs) My 25-year-old son just quit his well-paying job in another city and moved home with his mom and me. He's here with me tonight. I hope he bought the tickets. How long should we let him stay with us? Oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy! Oh, that's just great. I'd really need more information. I, I need to know the job that he left that was so well-paying and what the city was. He could have been a shitty city. I've been in some shitty cities. They, you know, but wow! Well, I, you know. Whew. Wow, that's, you are fucked. <laughs> but I hope, I hope that laughing, that you and you, you, the family laughing together here tonight, that you can sit down tomorrow during Sunday, maybe at brunch, and try to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll move out. If he's like me, I I moved home after college at 21, and I got a job in the federal government, and I gained 20 pounds living at home, and uh, which was almost impossible because my mother cooked was we were horrible food. And so again, and that was what drove me out. I said, if I stay here, I'll just be the, the fattest fuck on earth, so, so just start feeding him. feeding him shit, feed him like McDonald's shit, maybe that's what to do. Feed him stuff, fatten him up, he'll fucking get the message. All of a sudden he can't sit there and watch TV, he can't get on the bed, the bed breaks, you know, shit like that. I, didn't, I just thought of that myself. This is from Christine Wessner. We have five heavy set, that's a good way to put it, upstairs neighbors in less than 1,200 square feet, plus they have two dogs, one being a pit bull, a cat, and they have six cars. It's absolutely earthquaking above us. Wow. Well, maybe Tom can help you out. <laughs> maybe we can, we, can, we can send that son over there and. Maybe he can help you. Maybe he was working in soundproofing and stuff. Why don't? If you're fucked, you can't move, or can't you say to have them move below you? Just go fuck. You, well, you don't want to live up there with the two dogs that would probably whoo, the smell <laughs> and a cat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Boy, there are nights like this that I'm fucking glad I just live live in New York, where you go, wow, this, is I don't, you know, I have no upstairs neighbors. Woo-hoo, son of a bitch. I wouldn't know, and heavy set, five. (laughs) In less than 1,200 square feet, what what is that like, uh, is that like, uh, are they wrestlers? (laughs) Joel Platt, Um, no this is actually, Joel, this is the one, we saw in San Diego a couple of years ago, you were soft on Trump, yeah right. I wasn't, I just didn't give a shit. Seriously, it's exhausting. I don't even like saying his name, the only time I say his name was when I read this. And the reason I don't say his name because I know when I say it, his ears perk up. From my guest, recently we had a crying Virgin Mary at a Greek Orthodox church. They put cotton balls down to catch your tears. Why the hell aren't they getting a DNA sample? Can you imagine having the DNA of the Virgin Mary? You might be able to clone her. All right, I've got, I've got two here I'm gonna read. One is really, uh, this is from Bailey. McMurray, who is here tonight. I'm here uh, with my dad tonight in the audience, so I'll keep this as PG as possible. Well, fuck that. (laughs) Um, uh, I've read things like this before, and it's just important to note, I think. what what women go through in terms of other women and and folks around them. I'm a 34-year-old married woman with a full-time job, happy, educated, and soon hoping to have kids. I'm sure I'm not the only one in the audience uh, or or, 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 or know someone who can relate to my ongoing dilemma. When I got married four years ago, the big question was, even on my wedding day, when are you gonna have kids? That's all the time. I hear this all the fucking time. It's amazing the balls that people have. <laughs> each, each holiday or family gathering, text message, conversation, it's the same old question. And I shrug it off and try to ignore it. Due to infertility issues and uterine vi- fibroids, two surgeries even this year, people still ask me, so when are you going to have kids? Look. I'm going to need some assistance when my husband and I decide the timing is right. IUI, IBF, ABC, easy as one, two, three, you name it. We are ready. We've done our research. So shut up and stop asking me. I had someone once tell me if you've not started a family yet, your biological clock is ticking. I'm 30 years, four years old, for fuck's sake. Are you calling me old or my uterus old? Is there an imaginary clock these people are carrying around and going to have a confrontation with someday when it reaches a certain age? Like too late, lady, the whistle blows and that's it, too late, do not pass code do not collect $200. It's as if they want to control my destiny and live vicariously through my nine months of having a constant stomach ache and having it get bigger and bigger until the watermelon is ready to explode. Okay, at least in my case, at least I do not have to force a watermelon through a tiny hole, do the fucking up and artistry from my total four surgeries in my life, it will be lifted out via C section. So I've learned to give the same answer None of your fucking goddamn business! Well, it usually comes out like a little sweeter and nicer than that, like, fuck off! Also, there's this thing that apparently I'm barred from 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 called the Special Mommies Club. There's a group of ladies that I volunteer with in our local community and I'm usually the outcast because I don't get it. I don't understand Who made them fucking entitled and privileged? Sure, I do not sit around with my mommy juice and play dates, sing kumbai fucking ya, Instagram our lives, and complain how hard life is. Well, you're not the only fucking one with a tough life, sister, but I damn well work hard, play hard, and better believe I am enjoying my life one moment at a time. We are all going through something, so let's be kind to one another. Look, if I'm going to sit nine months through misery and giving up my wine and coffee, I couldn't do it. (laughs) You better believe it is going to be an adventure and well worth the wait. And I have nothing but respect for all the moms out there. It's my next chapter. Oh, and my dad will be pretty awesome grandpa someday. (laughs) And that is the most amazing wish come true. Thank you. And since that was so sweet and interesting and bitter, I'd like to end it with something that is really, uh, will make us feel better about our country and is really fucking funny and twisted. And it comes from uh, where Jeff used to uh, lived a portion of his life in Australia. And it will explain why he's so fucking nuts. <laughs> Mrs. Mitchell Hefner. Uh, I, hi, Louis. This ran as the form of a letter I wrote to our local government. Uh, Dear Mr. McLean, when I have recently used the town's public toilet, I was confronted with a very awkward situation. Although the new brushed stainless steel bowls are attractive to gaze upon, their primary purpose has been compromised because there are no seats. (laughs) One is forced to hover above the toilet bowl in order to use the facilities. I believe the South. Gippsland Shire Council is leaving itself open to public liability with regard to this new toilet bowl design for the following reasons. It is impossible for an elderly person to balance over the toilet bowl in this manner without falling or making a mess of themselves. Someday, someone will fall down, be hurt in the process, and then the council will face a lawsuit from this person and or their family. God, I love, in other countries, they're so fucking good at this. We just go, God damn it, I'm not going to sit in there. I'm getting a lawyer. This design renders the toilets unusable by those of us fit enough to balance over the toilet bowl for one purpose only, as the other definitely requires the ability to sit down. <laughs> the increasing numbers of tourists who visit our town in their tour buses on their way to the coast are left with the impression that the Shire cannot afford toilet seats, <laughs> or that they are such prized possessions that the locals have removed them. I am aware that my last point may have highlighted the reason that there are no seats on the toilets, to prevent removal of them through vandalism. But I don't think leaving them seatless is a good answer. Also, the next time the council requires refurbished toilets, could it please engage the services of female design engineer, so the result is toilets that both genders can use! <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure spending time with Skokie. We'll be in Green Bay tomorrow night. In Louisville next Thursday. Thank you very much. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters, and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salton Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brew. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.